Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Well, what's going on, everyone? Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this Thursday morning, getting ever closer to the Eagles and the Giants as we broadcast today from uh, Parks Casino, the beautiful Parks Casino Sportsbook here in, uh, in Ben Salem. And wonderful to be with you again. Look, obviously the week is heating up. I mean, I don't need to tell you. We're getting close. Uh, to the point where I'll say I felt this morning a sense of uh, combination of excitement and nerves. And honestly, more excitement because I do expect the Eagles to beat the Giants. But, you know, it does get a little nerve-wracking. I mean, you know, it could be a crash and burn. That would be tremendously unfortunate. But Eagles-Giants in two days. We'll talk all about it today. Sixers and Flyers both back at it tonight. Also today, big baseball day for us here. Uh, Dave Dombrowski is going to be on the show. So, obviously, the Phils with a lot of moves this offseason. The Bryce Harper situation, uh, the Trey Turner acquisition. We'll talk to Dave Dombrowski, Phil's president of baseball operations today at noon. All of it with you as well on the phone lines, 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello, Joe. Hey, John. Orlando Bloom, very famous actor, has swinophobia, which is... Fear of pigs? A fear of pigs. Get out of here. Apparently, a pig got loose on the set of Kingdom of Heaven. And he fled the set, ran, fearing <laughs> oh my God. for himself, his safety. Did he think they were more dangerous than <laughs> they are? Because, I mean, that could explain it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I you don't think know. they run faster and hit harder than they do? He has not spoken publicly wow, about his weird. fear of swine, but uh, he is definitely showing signs that, that he's incredibly afraid wow. of them. All right, well. They're smart animals. An interesting factoid out of the gate. Um, I'll give you another factoid, and it's one that I more don't like than like. There's an aspect of it that I like, but that's only because I'm trying to find a way to get there. I, I don't like John, and I find it disrespectful and outrageous that within the NFC, you take the four teams that remain, the Eagles are an underdog to win the Super Bowl comparative to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, obviously, it's nice to put on that underdog hat. Dare I call it a, a you know, a, it was, what was it, a ski mask in 2018 and a, and a dog mask in 2017 and, and kind of rev up the disrespect train and try to tap into that and create some extra energy and enthusiasm and momentum based on, you know, hey, we're disrespected, and, th- and that can help. But I just find it fundamentally, John, I mean, you think about it, you know, the playoffs have already – we saw 12 teams play last week. Six were eliminated, six advanced, eight teams remain. Eagles are about to jump into the fight. First game's against the Giants. San Francisco probably looms in the conference title game. Not definitely, but probably. And I just find it outrageous that after all the Eagles accomplished, 14-3 and three in the regular season, 21 of the Eagles' 22 starters, by the way, are going to play in this game. Now, Lane is probably the only player with an existing injury that might have to leave the game due to injury. But, you know, you got 21 of the 22 dudes out there. I mean, the, you know, you think about the fact that the Birds have home field advantage. You yeah. think about the fact that the Eagles get to play the Giants, whereas San Fran has to play Dallas. And I do think Dallas is better than the Giants. And then when you consider yeah. that you got Jalen Hurts not only back and not only five weeks removed from the injury, but a full participant in practice who is now no longer even on the injury report. I, look, I want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494. I mean, someone explain to me how in the world 
Are the Eagles an underdog in San Francisco to win it all? John, They're talk not. to me. They're not. In my mind, this is overblown. This is something that, that's born out of uh, the 49ers have won 10 games in a row. We've talked about the level of difficulty uh, of those games. You know, not always world beaters uh, on their schedule. I am very encouraged by the fact that this Eagles team is in incredibly rested. Uh, the, the first round by, you cannot underestimate how important that is this time of year. And the 49ers, they play a physical brand of football. People seem to forget that that works both ways. People say, hey, after the 49ers, you know, teams are beat up. It's hard to recover. But they're putting their bodies in peril just like they're putting their opponents' bodies in peril. And they just played a game against the Seahawks where I saw them go in at halftime behind the Seahawks, the yeah. seventh seed. That was incredible. The, the Seahawks, to their credit, they played well. The 49ers did not look like a team that should be favored over our Eagles, who are more rested, who are healthier than they've been in a long time. And, geez, Brock Purdy. It's a great story, yeah. but he is a rookie. We saw what, it, 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 to our chagrin, what a young quarterback can look like when it really does matter. And the speed of the game picks up so incredibly in the postseason. I think Brock Purdy has, he, he has done, I, I mean, he has exceeded expectations, no question about it. But he's still a first-year player, a seventh-round first-year player Jonathan Gannon doesn't like to throw the kitchen sink at people, but just simple things like like stemming before the snap, rotating safeties. Brock Purdy is not well equipped to deal with that sort of thing because he hasn't seen that sort of thing. The say at this with the, with the frequency that most quarterbacks. But John, have. I, John, I hear he you. But, but hold, let me ask you a question: Is this the nation not believing in Jalen Hurts? Like here, here's and again, I want to find out from everyone at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I mean, first off, fundamentally. What is your reaction to the fact that the Eagles are the underdog to win the Super Bowl compared to San Francisco? By the way, if you haven't seen sort of how it sizes up, and, and I'll just I'll, I'll detail this right now, the, the, the bottom line is the way it sizes up is a situation where to win the Super Bowl right now, best odds are Kansas City, they're plus 300. Then come the Bills, they're plus 330. Then comes San Francisco. The Bills, the Bills did not play like a team that should be no, Josh Allen did the second-best odds. No. San Fran is third at plus 450, and the Eagles are fourth at plus 500. Then Cincy, then Dallas, and obviously the two teams that have by far the worst chance, the Giants and the Jags, you know, trail deep after that. But here's the deal. Again, I want to find out from everyone, 215-592-9494, what's your reaction? But also, what's your explanation? I mean, the only explanation I can come up with that is – reasonable and again i think it's the wrong call but reasonable is san francisco's won 11 in a row i mean that's unbelievable but john does do they not does the nation think brock purdy's close to jalen hurts like, i i don't yeah does the nation think they must the eagles having a game at home isn't a big deal because i'll tell you this it was a very the big nation deal has in, forgotten in 2017 when the eagles won and no, look the nation know, has forgotten how good the eagles are just like we have sort of lost track of how dominant we were all year long. We are hurt by the fact that we haven't, we, truth be told, we haven't even tried to play 
the way we uh, we did for the first you know half of the season, three quarters of the season, because of like varying circumstances. You know, trying to to rest guys, trying to not put much out there on tape. I th- that that is a factor here. The, the Eagles have not looked the way we know they can play. Yeah, they have. I expect when the postseason finally arrives for us, we will return to the, the greatness that we showed because every, there, there's no one who's, who's going to be flat. There's no one, you know, coaches and players alike. This team will be at as close to full strength as we've seen, and they will be ready. They'll be grooved in. They'll be locked in. We're a better team than the 49ers, and we proved that all year long until – the last month and that's the recency bias people are saying what a great story the 49ers what a great coach on both sides of the ball with Kyle Shanahan and and D'Amico Ryan uh they they both uh have done a nice job but they've got you know they've got a nice roster we've got a better roster and we were the better team by the way when you say John it's as clear as this the Eagles have a better roster essentially because they have a much better quarterback, right? It's a huge, I mean, John, huge you, difference. You think about it, def- defensively they're close. You can make a strong case San Francisco stronger. They probably are defensively. And while the Eagles have great skill position players on offense, so do the Niners. Tight ends are both great. Both have great wide receivers. The 49ers are the best defense in the NFL. Fine. I'm, I'm, we yeah. are the second best defense in the NFL. When you net, all, at, Hertz, net out all the stats. But Hurts is way better than Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's that's a major Look, factor. Let's go to the and folks. he's unstoppable. And he's going to be right. People forget what he looks like when he's right. Well, I want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494. I mean, this is a day, you know, Seltzer might have to play the, uh, you know, the underdog. Uh, the dogs are going to be barking. They were barking five years ago. Remember this. Five years ago, this exact same time, the Thursday before a Saturday night game in the divisional round in which the Eagles had the prior weekend off because they had earned the bye, they had earned the one seed. I mean, it's the exact same set of circumstances in that regard. The Eagles were an underdog. By the way, they were an underdog to Atlanta in that first game, which, of course, is not the case this time. But they were an underdog from within their own conference. They were an underdog the next week versus Minnesota. They happened to be also an underdog against New England. Um, I mean, they were an under, under, underdog. This team is not as undervalued as that team, and rightfully so, because it's not like they just had to switch quarterbacks. I mean, for the playoffs, that is. But, you know, there is a, a, a really fascinating similarity that after a remarkable regular season, here we are again, to see a one-seed Eagles team about to take the field in the divisional round for their first playoff game, well-rested, and an underdog from within their own conference to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, crank it up today. Look, 215-592-9494. We want your reaction to that fact, that the Eagles are an underdog compared to San Fran to win it all. What do you make of that? Is it national disrespect for the Eagles? And if so, why? Plus, we certainly don't want to lose sight of the Eagles and Giants. I mean, fundamentally, that is what is directly in front of us. The Eagles, the Giants, Saturday night. So, obviously, that's on the table as well. All right, from Parks Casino, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Neil in North Jersey kicks us off this morning. Good morning, Neil. Gentlemen, long time no speak. Thanks for taking my calls. Good hearing from you, Neil. Always good hearing from you, pal. Thank you. A couple things. So, I think the reason is – twofold one if you look at the end of the season we lost to the you know cowboys 40 34 we lost to the saints 
And we had trouble beating a bunch of third stringers in Philadelphia 22-16. And as you said, San Francisco went into the season, uh, is going into the postseason having won 11 in a row. So I think the optics of a, of a strong 11-game winning streak on the Niners and the last three games of our season looking suspect, I think that's why we're probably getting some of the national disrespect just because of the way the end of the season folded out. And we always talk about in professional football the importance of momentum going into the playoffs. And I think that's the main reason why you're seeing some of this disrespect or lack of the Eagles being taken seriously uh, as a major contender. I think that is at the essence what it boils down to, is how the season ended for both teams and the perceived momentum going into the playoffs. Well, I, I, think, I think you're right. What's interesting about that, Neil, is, you know, in 04, the Eagles lost two games in a row. I'll call it on purpose. I mean, they tried to win the games with backups, but they, they didn't try to win the game because they played backups. Uh, similar to 2017, the Eagles basically tanked, you know, week, se- week 17. Um, right. Obviously, those two teams, you know, hit the ground running in the playoffs and, and at least got to the Super Bowl and in one case won the Super Bowl. I agree with you. How the season ended is obviously a major factor in why San Francisco has jumped the Eagles from an odd standpoint. And if you look now, I mean, I mean, listen, the, 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 the thing that Brian, just take the Giants, the, the, thing, the, the, the gift or the, the thing that Brian Dable has done is convince everybody that he has a, a big-time NFL quarterback by hiding his weaknesses, you know, even though they only have a running game and nobody to throw to. I mean, so, you know, we go into this game, we should win this game with, with the Giants. We should win this, I think, you know, 10 to 14 points, you know, 27-14. I think this is a game we should win. The reason, I mean, look, the, the 49ers themselves, are the most schematically difficult team to predict because they can pound you on the on the ground. They can spread you out. They scheme players open. They got receivers, you know, big yak guys like Debo Samuel. I mean, they are schematically built to do just about anything they want at any time. And there's no predicting what happens when they exit that huddle. And they have a big, you know, number one ranked defense. Um, but when you're the number one seed, you have earned the right to be favored as a uh, in the playoffs. I mean, we should be. Probably, I mean, uh, you know, a one- or two-point favorite against the Niners. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal, Neil. It's not always the – I'll say this, and you'll appreciate the call. So, John, taking last year as an example, and I don't remember where the odds were when the playoffs began, but I would personally find it hard to believe that from the AFC, Tennessee, who was the one seed, was the favorite last year entering this divisional round. Like, if I last year, if I had put myself back in this spot 52 weeks ago, I would have told you Kansas City – with Patrick Mahomes, even though they weren't the one seed, should be the favorite. And, yes. of, and, and of course, Tennessee did not get to the Super Bowl. Tennessee, by the way, easier division. Yeah. And by we, the way, ten- we were in the best division in the NFL this season, right. and we still had the best record no, that's really- in the NFL this season. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. We, we are the most – we showed, we proved this year that we were the team that, that every team wanted their quarterback to play like our quarterback, and no one had answers for what we were doing. It's incredible. It's incredible the way things have fallen off uh, from just a, a perception standpoint. In perception, yeah. No, you're right. Let's talk to Jonah right now. Jonah, you're on WIP. Fellas, good morning. I, I think two things can be true at the same time. One, the Eagles have been dominant, and we've enjoyed that. But I think this season has also lacked kind of the signature win. Yeah. If you look back to 2017, you had the 61-yard field goal winning in Los Angeles, the Chargers. And then that game, though, even though Wentz went down, yeah. winning in Los Angeles, that was a signature win. If we had won in Dallas this year, that would have been a signature win. But I don't think there's a season-defining win 
It certainly wasn't in Indianapolis. Well, I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, there's no question about that. And to that point, I guess maybe the nation views the Eagles maybe as regular season, uh, you know, paper champs, not, not real. Uh, you know, maybe. I mean, there's no doubt that this season lacked that, and maybe that plays into why they're perceived but that's, the way they are. But part of that is we were so dominant, it didn't feel like the end result was ever really in question well, for a lot of these games. That, yeah. Again, our division was the best in the NFL in terms of, like, they went out and beat all those teams from the other divisions when they matched up. You know, the, the NFC East was really good, yeah. and and we made mincemeat out of uh, those those teams when we played them and because unfo- we're right. so effective. And, Jonah, unfortunately, when there was a game that would have been a signature win had they grabbed it at Dallas, not only did they lose, but they specifically did not have Jalen Hurts, which is a huge part of why they lost. So you sort of had the absence of being able to, you know, let's say more reasonably do it. That's true, but on the other hand, Jalen Hurts doesn't play defense. So, you know, those are opportunities where we could have seen even Gannon. You're, you're up against a high-powered offense. And if you look at some of the closest games, I mean, Chicago, Indianapolis, right. when we were in Houston, those, yeah, okay. We, I said, Jonah, let me ask you a question. I'm curious, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I'm just curious. What's your answer to this question? Who do you think should be favored from the conference, the Eagles or the 49ers? I, 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 I'm keep not it real. Man. Keep it real. I, keep it real. I, I, What's your answer? Who do I, you really believe? I, I want to believe the Eagles, but I need to see them win this week. I really do. I really do. And I want to see a dominating performance, the kind of performance that they had in the Meadowlands. But don't you have faith that you'll see that? Uh, it sounds like well, you're, no, you're he, doubting. Yeah, he, he doubts. You're doubting yeah, he doubts. even the outcome of this game against the Giants team that we are. <laughs> We are head and shoulders better than this Giants team. I I am not worried about this game. I am very confident about the outcome of the next game. And by the way, that that 49ers team that that has better odds than we do to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have their hands full with Dallas. that's no gimme. I mean, I'm not saying the Eagles versus the Giants is a gimme, but it's a lot closer to a gimme. I think it is a gimme. Well, I don't think it's a gimme. We are so much better than the Giants. And they're, again, they're a great story. They've got a coach who turned things around, and they've got a young quarterback who is playing much better than, than what he did. But look at what our – so is our quarterback. I mean, hand, hand over fist playing better than what he did, so much so that he was the best player in the NFL this season. Right, right. Well, no, what I you're talking you, about adds to this. It makes it even stranger, the fact that the Niners are only a three-point favorite at home against Dallas and the Eagles seven-and-a-half at home yeah. against the Giants. The, the Gi- Eagles clearly favored more likely to win their game this week, yeah. and yet the Niners are still favored over them. Yeah, it, it seems illogical, James. I mean, it re- and, and part, part of what the oddsmakers are telling is Dallas is a lot better than the Giants, which they probably are, but – it, that's a strange thing, man. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We have to give away today a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Sports Writers Association one hundred and eighteenth annual awards banquet, which is happening on Monday at the Double Tree by Hilton on Route seventy in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. The banquet is open to the public. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Great, great night. Phillies are being honored as the team of the year. 
which is interesting, of course, when you consider the Eagles might win a Super Bowl coming from, <laughs> you know, 2022. Yeah, I didn't think it, about it that. It is what it is. Um, obviously, the Phil's run was spectacular. By the way, Dave Dombrowski on our show today at noon. Banquet open to the public. Uh, tickets are available. The, the website is phillysportswriters.com, phillysportswriters.com. Al Morgani is going to be honored that night, as he should be, with a special achievement award. Uh, I'm going on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've only been in this banquet one time, but it's really, really cool, and it's got incredible history. I mean, John, I remember when I was there a few years ago. Angela was honored a couple years ago, and uh, during the banquet, um, they talked about how, uh, like, Babe Ruth has attended that banquet, and Ty Cobb has attended this same, you know, banquet 118 years so wow. it'll be a great night monday night great night and i, and I know a lot of you know local uh, dignitaries will be there you know jay wright and, and a whole bunch of people um so as we look to give away those tickets today uh gotta have some fun and a little bit of richie's offense, uh, expense here out of the gate um <laughs> so junior Seau, of course was one of the great linebackers of all time and very sad passed away you know a few years back but this would have been junior Seau's birthday today and he was such an amazing by the way had a great postseason run in 94. You might remember he played the uh, yes. Steelers. And I think it was something like 25 or 26 tackles in a game against Pittsburgh. It was, it was one of the great defensive games I've ever seen a player play. And in John's life, you know, John in, in his earlier For life. For five years, I had to play him <laughs> twice a year. Right. And sometimes John would and just. He, <laughs> just he, was, he was my main target. That's brutal, man. I, Played I, a lot of weak side linebacker. We ran a lot of isos on that side. I brutal. was blocking him in the run game, trying to pick him up in pass protection. Yeah. So it, there, so it there's, wasn't fair. So there's one time. There's one time. I mean, there's a lot of times saying I got John. Of course, John got sale sometimes. But one time, say I got John so bad that um, in the old days, I guess you could almost say it went viral. I mean, it was before the Internet, or, <laughs> or, or at least before it, things would go viral. But, John, the story of this picture is what again? Rich, uh, trying to check it down to me, the throw was high. I went up for the ball. Junior came in and just absolutely clocked me while I was in midair. My body was parallel to the ground, <laughs> you know, way off the ground. He, I, I mean, it, I couldn't chew right for a month because my jaw was wow. so sore. Wow. That picture, not only was it on the, the, like the cover of the program when we went down and played in San Diego later that season, it was the cover of the San Diego phone book. <laughs> People in San Diego were sending me that cover. Millions of San Diegans oh reliving that photo. And when I was at NFL, the NFL Films yep. headquarters, there was a life-size mural wow. of this photo Wow, where I was getting clocked. So, look, Junior Sal was an amazing player. Obviously, he blasted a lot of dudes, including John. And, and so we'll ask this question today <laughs> as we look to give away the pair of tickets to the Sports Writers Banquet. Who or what blasts people? Blast it, currently blast. Now, a lot of ways to go. Obviously, in the world of sports, you get your big collisions, right? I mean, you get your really big collisions. But you have other ways in, in life you can, you, know, you can really blast somebody. Uh, best answer by the end of the show, a person's going to win the, the tickets to the Sports Writers Banquet. Like, as a, for instance, John, I'll give you someone who blasts people. And I don't like his style, but he does blast a lot of people. I mean, every day, Skip Bayless blasts people. I mean, to the point yeah. where he literally calls Russell Westbrook. I mean, to, he won't call him Russell Westbrook. He'll call him Russell Westbrook. 
<laughs> like, I mean, you know, he's not wrong, by the way. Yeah. Um, all right, best answer, but like, John, who who are what blast people? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the football theme. Uh, one of I think the funniest movies I've ever seen, and I can't contain my laughter when I watch Bobby Boucher yeah. yep. go out there and destroy everyone while screaming uh, every step of the way. Yeah, it's great. Seltzer, who blasts someone? So this is one that uh, I'm not, I'm not going to take a haymaker because I want to see where this goes today. But this is one that Richie will understand and I will understand. And anyone who's followed Joe DiCamro in the studio or been in the studio with him will understand. If you put on Joe DiCamro's headphones, they will oh. blast your eardrums out in a way no that you. No kidding. Like you, it's unbelievable. I can't I'm believe worried you keep, about it. I know, man. He's I know. deafening himself. They blast you. I'll be all right. Turn it down. I'll be all right. <laughs> You're not wrong, by I'm the not way. wrong. 215-592-9494. All right, so the Eagles, the underdog thing. Why? Again, can you make any sense of it? Uh, plus, who or what blasts someone? Dave Dombrowski at noon. Busy show, big show. As we broadcast from Parks Casino, Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Joint mobility is vital to people of all ages and activity levels. When injury or age affects your joints, the right decisions can keep you on the move. The Cooper Joint Replacement Team ensures that you receive the utmost care from pre-surgery education through rehabilitation. Their experts offer innovative techniques like computer-aided surgical interventions to allow for better patient results. Thanks to those innovative procedures and advanced technologies, outcomes have never been more promising. Your options have never been greater and recovery times have never been shorter. Don't live with needless pain and discomfort any longer. Cooper is the leading academic medical center in our region. So if joint pain is holding you back, make an appointment with one of their joint replacement experts today. Call 856-536-1208 or visit cooperhealth.org slash joint replacement. Has won 11 straight. Let's go to Joe in Mayfair right now. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. This could be my last call to your midday show if... God forbid we lose on Sunday on, on Saturday well, night. So. So, not going to happen. Well, yeah, and we also, go. Joe, I think you're 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 probably off by a week. For those that don't know, when the Eagles' season ends, which could be Saturday, we will have one more week in the midday. Angela will have one more week in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a- Angela will wrap up the season. So just just know that. Okay. Yeah. So let, let's get to the NFC, and and I, I love our Eagles team. I I do believe we have the most talented team by far. However, I do believe that Kyle Shanahan's the best coach left. He's been there before. He's got a more talented team this year than he has before, and he's implemented an offense that a rookie quarterback has come in there and they haven't lost a beat and they've actually gotten better. Our coaches, however, don't adapt quickly. We have an amazing running game that we don't use enough. They're pass happy. I do believe that the odds favor the coaching staff of the 49ers over ours. And, again, I am scared if the Niners come in here facing Philadelphia that our coaching staff won't have a game plan in place to be able to handle the physicality of the Niners, to put a game plan in place where Jalen has enough time in the pocket, to where they're going to finally break down our deficiencies which is red zone offense where they're going to put men in the box and force Jalen to beat us from the pocket, which Jalen's not a great pocket quarterback in the red zone because there's not much field to work with, and he's short. And I've said that all year long about the red zone. It scares me. If they can't run the ball in the red zone, they can't score. And I really do believe that the Niners are the favorite to win the NFC based off of, of, of coaching. 
And, I, and again, mm-hmm. this is Nick Sirianni's first time to the show where he's the home favorite, and his coaching staff's going to have to win two home games against people that I believe are better coaches. I believe Dable had a better coaching year with the Giants with Bless this year, and I believe Shanahan's the best coach in the NFC. So if he can outcoach Shanahan and find a way to Joe, win let me home ask you, again. Let me ask you a question. I, I think most people nationally would think Shanahan's better than Sirianni, and John probably believes it. Let me ask you this question. I'm just I curious. Do. What, in your opinion, Joe, could Sirianni have done better this year? Easy. The New Orleans game, run the freaking football, win that game so Jalen doesn't have to play against the Giants. It's that simple. They went past happy. They, they, they let a sloppy team come in here and beat us because our game plan sucked. Yeah, and, and I, feel like, I feel like the last month we have the, the coaching staff has put less out there because Nick has this hang-up about not showing too much, not giving the opponents any advantage to speak of. And, and I do think it's looked less than what I expected for the and, last month. I, and I do think Kyle Shanahan is a better coach. He's got a better track record than what Nick Sirianni does. But we're not – it's it's not that different. Uh, Nick Sirianni and, and his staff have built an incredible offense around Jalen Hurts' strengths. And to what you were saying about running the football in the red zone area, we have not – struggled at any point this year when Jalen is in there and doing his thing. It doesn't Correct, matter how the, good the, that the Niners are going to put eight men in the box and they're not going to allow him to do it. They're going well, to then, he's gonna throw, then he'll throw. Yeah, he'll throw to A.J. Brown and, and, and Devontae Smith. Joe, give me a great answer, man. Who are what blast people? But, but real quick, Joe, did, when the Saints came in here, did you feel Andy Dalton could beat you over the top or can he beat you underneath? Uh, look, I didn't expect it. Who are what blast people? What do you got, Joe? Well, for 40 years, he's blasted his own staff. He's blasted news people. He's blasted politicians. He's blasted anybody in the in any industry at any time. He's made a living off of it. Change talk radio, 40 years doing it. Nobody blasts anybody more than Howard Stern. All right, Stern. You got it, Joe. Appreciate it. Let's go to Jeff and Wilmington. Jeff, what's going on, buddy? Guys, what's going on? Hi, Jeff. So I think the reason why the, uh, the Eagles are you know, underdogs, at least, go to the Super Bowl is because just since the last nine weeks or so and the Eagles have kind of well with injuries and like John was saying they haven't shown anything in the last three or four weeks um, Yeah, I guess you know what I'm saying like that but here's the thing this is what bothers me about we talked about earlier in the season teams peaking like the Eagles don't peak too soon you know, don't do this. Yet the 49ers are doing exactly that. They're winning. But no one's saying that they're peaking too soon. So why does that not play into the uh, the, the odds or whatever? Like, I, that's what I don't understand. Why are we getting? Why are we not getting all uh, worked up over the uh, 49ers peaking too soon? <laughs> well, I, because that? they haven't fallen off. Yeah, there hasn't been a trail off yet. I mean, I, I get right. your the- I get your th- I get your theory. Right? I mean, yeah. the theory is maybe they did peak too soon. but We they, look like we've fallen off because I think we weren't trying to put everything out there on the field. They have right. been they've been dominant consistently, and, and so, you know, people can say we played our best football, you know, a month and a half ago. They're still playing their best football. Well, we had a bevy of inter- injuries, too. That, I agree. Know, yeah. I think, it, that, I think a lot of it is the, circumstantial. That, that played in the By the way, we the, the Niners well. the Niners had a bevy of injuries themselves early. earlier in the year when early. they weren't playing as early. well. I mean, Debo was out. Yeah. Mitchell was out. Um, a lot of their defense. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, yeah. give me a big answer, man. Who are what blast people? 
well, I'm going to stick with football. And when Malcolm Jenkins blew up Brandon Cooks, that kind of set the tone for the Super Bowl. Well, listen, it was a big deal. It's funny. I did not expect John, and Malcolm was great, but I did not expect, James, I think you'll agree with me, Malcolm Jenkins to be the first Eagle safety name today. No, there's a, there's another one, a couple actually. Oh, there are a couple actually. That's true. Matter of fact, who was the hardest? Am I just gonna take them all off the board? No, no. old school hammer. Well, I I Don't I I, do I, it, I, I, I won't take modern day off the board. I'll take uh, thirty years ago off the board. I'll ask this question: Who would blast people harder, Andre or Wes? Oh man. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. That was I mean, honestly, I'm really struggling with this. Andre was more known for it because yeah. of the what was perceived as dirty component, well, dirty waters. But Come man, on. when Wes Hopkins, I mean, he could really, oh man, he could really hit somebody. Let's go to Paul in uh, in Downingtown. Hi, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you, Paul? Who hit people harder, Wes or Andre? Uh, I got to go with Dirty Waters. I mean, he's one of my favorite Eagles of all time. Love him, I love the way that guy hit. He's the second. He's kind of like the second fiddle to Ronnie Lai. As far as I'm concerned, safeties in the '80s. Those are the yeah. two hardest hitting guys in all of football. Yeah, as he far was as small. He was a lot smaller than Lott, but man, he could hit. Yeah, Chuck Cecil just, could hit back then too. By the way, I don't know if you remember yeah. that guy. That guy. Was yeah, nasty. absolutely. But Waters yeah. just had no fear, man. I mean, he just was. Yeah. He was all about it, and uh, yeah. you know, I mean, some guys, you know, I don't know, some guys didn't appreciate it, but you know, I loved it, and it just paved the way for someone else. I'm not going to mention. I don't want to steal somebody's answer, but. Boy, was he fun to watch! Yep. You know, and, yep. and Hopkins. I think he was forty-eight. He was a he was a good time too. I mean, Wes was no Wes was awesome. I no disrespect there, but um, speaking of disrespect, I do think the Eagles are catching a little disrespect. Um, I, I don't think that. Uh, I think I think John hit it right on the head. It's a recency bias. You know, the, the, the Niners yeah. haven't lost in months, and uh, the Eagles have been a little kind of shifty. They they had some kind of bad team play, even when Minshew was in there. Um, they still didn't look the same. You know, there were some problems, you know, shoring up on pass blocking. And, look, the guys yeah. in Vegas are pretty sharp. It's not like those are the biggest idiots in the country that set these lines and stuff like that. You know, they're seeing something. But I do. I mean, maybe I'm just a little bit of a homer. I think they're wrong. I don't think they're giving the Eagles enough credence for what they can and will do this coming, you know, this coming playoffs. But I just um, – I, I don't know. I and mean, maybe I'm just out in left field here. But – I think the Eagles, once they get ramped up and revved and going, it's going to be we're all going to be thinking 17. You know what I mean? We're all going to be remembering the, the Nick Foles run. Um, I think it's going to look pretty similar. You know, it might be a slow start against the Giants. You know, by the end of the game, we might squeak one out. I don't think it'll be I, a I slow start. I think we're going to kill the Cowboys. Whoever comes in to championship week, that's the I, one. I just think the Eagles could be rolling. I've seen and, this uh, team this season. Remember, the, we had we had questions about our tackling as a defense. We had questions about, you know, the way guys were sort of getting owned out there so, at, at times. And the Eagles knew they had to address it. It was like the next week, and I don't remember specifically which week it was. Uh, after the game, everyone talked about how much more intensity everyone was playing with, and that's why the tackling was better. I think – I think we sort of lost our way a little bit over this last month, and it is impossible in my mind that with everything at stake in postseason football that this team doesn't play like the dominant, you know, locked-in, highly intense group that we saw dominate this for the majority of this season. Exactly. All right, Paul, give me a big answer, man. Who or what blast people? 
Well, uh, you know, this guy, I don't, you'd think he never had a, a good day in his life or never received any help uh, from anyone at any time. He just seems full of, 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 of just insane anger. Right, who President is it? Donald Trump. Trump. Okay, you got yeah. it. I appreciate the call. Let's talk to Brian right now in Wilmington. Brian, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning, Joe, John, James. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, Brian. Well, we've got to, uh, what do you think about the Phillies? Are they going to make a move for a final outfielder? Or I mean, the guys are coming off the board now. Duvall's gone. Bam's gone. I mean, are they that sold on Dalton Guthrie? So, you know, here's where it's tricky because you're going to get Bryce back probably halfway through the year. And, by the way, Dombrowski on the show at noon today, so we can obviously get into this with him. Um, I would expect a low, low-level acquisition. And the reason I say low, like low to mid, the reason I say low to mid is because, I, I mean, who's going to want to be here that's really good that then is just going to hit the bench halfway through the year when Bryce Harper gets back? Right. I mean, that, that's a tough – like, you know, Brian, I remember the Phillies went through this in 20 uh, – I want to get the year right – in 2012 when you knew that Ryan Howard was going to miss, like, half the year. And it's like, all right, well, we need a first baseman. Well, sure you do. But it's not easy to get a great first baseman when the great first baseman, theoretically, you could acquire knows the first day Ryan Howard's, you know, eligible to play, he's playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's 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 a tricky thing. Well, there aren't really any more good free agents. Yeah, I free know. agent outfielders. But You're even, you know what I mean, trade, it's more of, a, with. James, more of a trade situation sure, at this point, sure. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could be. It could be a trade. But I, either way, I think your point holds that whoever they bring in is going to be someone who is not a, a full-time right. player. It's someone who can play for you when you need it and, and will hit the bench. From and, Brian, time. here's the other thing I'll say, and, and you guys know I rail against the third wild card in baseball. Rail against it. But in this instance, <laughs> it does help the Phillies not have to feel that it's as urgent to get a heck of a player. Right. Because it's like, well, we'll probably make the playoffs anyway. You know what I mean? So, uh, look, we'll talk to Dombrowski and see what he thinks. Brian, give me a great answer, man. Who or what blast people? All right, I think I have the haymaker here. Jason Kelsey with his Super Bowl speech blasted pretty much everybody. You know, Kelsey's speech. Named Mike Lombardi. <laughs> That's really good, man. So, Kelsey's speech. Not to mention Kelsey as the blocker out yeah. there, you know, but – but the speech is uh, the speech was was just amazing. To Brian in Clifton Heights. Hi, Brian. Hey guys, what's going on today? Hi, Brian. Lots. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it, you know, has to do, like you said, with peaking now. But in both instances with both teams, when they're some key components were not a hundred percent, they both struggled. It just so happened that that happened to San Francisco early on, mm-hmm. and that happened to Philadelphia late. But when both teams are almost 100%, they're pretty unbeatable. <laughs> you know, they were unbeatable pretty much, per se. I mean, uh, and, and not only was San Francisco hurt with guys early on, they picked up Christian McCafferty, yeah. in my opinion, might be one of the MVPs, but he's not a quarterback. He meant more to that team and their turnaround than, you know, just as much as Mahomes and, and Hurts, um, you know. So, you know, I think that's what it is. I mean, I mean, look at it, uh, Joe, like college football. If Ohio State loses week one, 
and Alabama loses week nine, Ohio State's going to still get the hire because people forget about week one. Yeah, that's kind of the way right. it is here. You yep. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you, know, you look stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The wow. You look back at the 49ers schedule. Holy cow! Some of those early season games when they weren't at full strength, they they lost to bad bad teams. But they're the Bears. They lost yeah, they to lost, the Bears. Yeah, they lost to the Broncos. Wow. Ten. It was eleven ten oh, against remember. the Broncos yeah. back at the end of September. Uh, they they got doubled up by the Falcons, twenty eight to fourteen. But, again, these are all early in the season when the defense was so ultra banged up and they've figured out you know, how to put it together when they get the, the, the top personnel back. And no Samuel, and they got McCaffrey. Which, no question. Yeah. No question. Brian, and, give me a big answer, man. Who are what blast people? Oh, oh, hold on. Another thing I want to say, if the Eagles do come out and blast the Giants, I think you're going to see these Vegas odds change come next week just 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 they better put, put your money put your money in now just so you get the higher odds because <laughs> if they blow them i think it's going to change that's um, a good that's I, a good point and i expect them to dominate this giants team so i i think uh people should listen yep and uh, uh my blast is you know recently the pit i seen that really you know showed up because it was a playoff game when Sheldon Brown smoked reggie bush oh my god <laughs> you know and it was i believe it was the second play of the game um, and especially coming from a corner. I mean, look, Sheldon could always Sheldon was awesome. No, I know. He I was, was so tough I, and so quiet, so understated. I know. Quiet. You'd never think he could go out there and play like that. Sheldon was one of my favorite players from that era. He was awesome. He man. was a terrific football player. L- Lito got more Paul, but I always thought Sheldon was better. Lito, Lito had a lot more, I don't know, like vibrance personality-wise. Yes, he did. And that's part of why. Well, and he also was more electrifying when he'd get the ball in his hands. I mean, he had, you know, look, he he ended the the, the Cowboys game in, in 2006, running it back 100 yards. He he had an interception, John 04. Now you were injured by this point, but he had an interception against Carolina. I think it was week six of 04, where he ran it like 70 yards back. I think he leapt over a dude in the midst of kind of getting out of traffic to then get in the clear. I mean, when he, like, you know, obviously not going to get the ball in his hands too much because he's a cornerback, but when he did, he could do something with it. Um, he was good. I, I just happen to think Lita was better. 215, or Sheldon was better. 215-592-9494. Speaking of blasting, um, John, I, uh, I've heard people reference in the last couple of days since the re-debut of Night Court, people have blasted it and said it wasn't very good. Now, I haven't well, seen it. It's not surprising. It's not surprising. I didn't expect it. I just... I'm curious if anyone out there watched the new Night Court and if you can give us, you know, uh, a read on kind of like like what it was. Because I've heard people say, John, but I haven't – I've only seen this on social media. I haven't talked to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look, is it any good? Not many of the old crew is back. Right. I mean, some people have died. I mean, Bull, who I've seen a long alive, time. It's like, it's like <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Seltzer, did you see the new Night Court? I did not. And I assume you're not really planning on seeking it out. Well, certainly not now after everyone said it's terrible. I'll probably probably avoid it at this point. All right. Well, if anyone's got a review of the the new Night Court, please let us know. 215-592-9494. On the the blasting theme. Yes. uh, I was looking for you for about 30 minutes this morning. Yep. And as it turns out, I think you were in the restroom. I was, yes. 
you can't tell me whole new man. You can't tell me, me you had to be in there that long. Settled down. Why? To the point where Richie called me like I was two concerned. minutes before the show. I didn't know where Joe like, went. Do you have any idea where Joe is? I He's not fine. here. Plus, you guys know I'm always preparing Joe. for the show. I can prepare for the show in peace. It I doesn't was, make any sense taking a half an dude, hour. I was I, First of all, it wasn't a half hour. Second, I was texting 25 Seltzer. minutes? I texted Seltzer. I'm like, yo, man, try to get Carl Banks on the show. I'm, I'm wheeling a deal. Listen, I wheel and deal. No matter where I am, so I'm wheeling a deal. you're doing work. I'm always doing work, man. What am I not working? I'll tell you when I'm not working, when I'm... <laughs> When I'm sitting on my rump on the couch at home, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're in the bathtub. That too. Hey, uh, coming up eleven thirty today. Life advice with the hammer. So obviously, get those scenarios in Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Uh, what do you need help with? I'll obviously steer you in the direction of some help at eleven thirty. Life advice with the hammer. Also coming up next. Speaking of needing help, I think about eighty percent of Philadelphia Eagles fans need help with their assessment of Jonathan Gannon because I think most people are wrong. And Ray Dittinger thinks most people are wrong, that the town has not treated Jonathan Gannon fairly. What Ray said to us this week about Gannon and how he's been treated by the fans. You'll hear that next. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie from Parks Casino on 94 WIP. It's pro football playoff time, the best time of the year. The birds are getting ready to dominate, plus pro and college hoops, hockey, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances like touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, and with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game, putting you right in the middle of the action. Check out Our Birds on Saturday night. We're seven-and-a-half-point favorites hosting New York. The over-unders, a measly 48 points. We scored 48 points ourselves when we played them at full strength in week 14. Join me now, and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app.